to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. of the Freedom Nation podcast, where we come on and we trying to help you find your freedom from wherever you're at, whether you're working a job, sitting in a cubicle, or now the new hot hip thing, working from home, sitting on your couch, wearing a pair of fuzzy bunny slippers, and still your job sucks just as much as it did before. So today, we're going to talk about how to sell. We're going to talk about how to sell anything to anybody. Uh, this is one of the things that I will tell you I learned early on. Um, I spent many, I mean, most of my life I've spent in sales. And I am not, you know, people say, oh, well, this person was a natural born salesperson. I am not. Um, I am one of the most introverted people you're ever going to meet. Um, I I play an extrovert on TV, but I am uh, actually very introverted. Uh, when I go to a networking group, I hate being in a room full of people. Um, I just, I don't like that. I like to really work one-on-one with people. And so for me, sales was kind of a natural thing because I really got to spend time with people and I got to learn. So when we look at selling, selling is not a dirty word. Selling is not some sleazy thing that we have to avoid. You know, you need to get that image of uh, the, the car salesman out of your mind, the sleazy car salesman, you know, or the sleazy person that sells whatever. You've got to get that out of your mind and really focus your efforts on the you know, focus your efforts on what really sales is. Sales is helping someone to find uh, that they have a need for something and helping guide them towards that need. You are not the one that's forcing them to do anything. They are the ones who actually are going to buy. You just have to show them why it makes sense to them. And it's all about process. Um, You know, the one thing I've learned, and I will tell you, I spent um, a good chunk of my career, almost half of my career, working for one of the largest financial service organizations in the country. And the thing that I loved about that company was we drilled. Every single year that I was in sales with the company, which was probably 14 or 15 years, we went through sales training, typically three to four times per year. And it was really the same sales training over and over and over again. Not because Oh, they just wanted, you know, they didn't want to pay for additional training and all that. It was really because that was the way, you know, the way that it was successful in selling. And the only way we were going to get good at it was to constantly drill, 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 drill. You have to continue to drill your process. So later on, after I left that company and I've worked in multiple different organizations and, you know, it's been interesting to see different organizations and their approach to sales. When I left, The big firm I was at, I went to another big firm just like them, and it was the exact opposite. They had no identified sales process at all. 
they just kind of winged it and they expected the salespeople to just kind of figure it out. Uh, thus, we had a lot of unsuccessful salespeople because nobody had taught them to sell. Uh, that was a company that I came in and I helped design the sales process for the company. I uh, sat down, we put together a sales process, taking a lot of what I had learned and what I had actively used in my life and really laid it out. And we had a ton and ton of success as a result of that. So, you know, later on, as I, as I went on, I met this gentleman named Matthew Pollard. Uh, Matthew's been a good friend of mine for years. I originally came from Australia and Matthew, uh, basically started off out of high school uh, in sales door-to-door in Australia. And, you know, he just started knocking doors and trying to figure it out. Because once again, uh, he was selling vacuum cleaners and there was no sales training. It was just literally, here's a vacuum cleaner, go wander around the streets, banging on doors until you eventually find somebody who wants to buy. And Matthew realized that he didn't want to spend, (laughs) he didn't want to spend his whole life walking down these insanely long streets, knocking on doors. So he wanted to get better at selling. And he did this through learning in, uh, on YouTube, how to sell, Googling how to sell, and then just watching videos on how to sell. And Matthew kind of took that knowledge and, and he and I, talked about this as he was doing it we took that or he took that knowledge and he put it into a book called the introvert's edge um matthew makes me look out outgoing when it comes to public situations he is very much introverted um, but he's able to mask that by getting up on stage in front of 20 or thirty thousand people and getting to know or you know being up there presenting but he also was able to really take all the sales training he had learned and and put it into a very simple seven-step process. And I highly recommend his book, The Introvert's Edge. Uh, It'll be down in the show notes of this. I highly recommend you get it. It's it's one of the best books that I've seen, not only for introverts, um, which it is specifically written for introverts, but it for anybody that has no experience selling or even has some experience selling but it's not been good and successful it's a wonderful book for that but matthew's seven step process was you know it is first you have to build trust and you have to stick to an agenda so you know you need to have before you begin a sales appointment with someone before you sit down with them you need to have an agenda whether that's written out that you share with the client which i encourage um, or it's an agenda in your own mind that you have memorized the steps that you're going to follow the specific questions you need to ask of that client so that you can help them to determine uh, that what you're offering is you know right for them so that's the most important. You've got to build that trust from the beginning because if you never get past the trust stage, you're just going to have a very rough time being successful in a sales conversation. People, if they don't trust you, they're just not going to buy from you. And I say more, than, more often than not, it's not the product that you sell, but it's the person who's selling it that actually you know, sells the product. Um, the second step of it is mine for gold. It's asking probing questions. This is one of the... This is one of the the biggest keys to being a successful salesperson. Um, It's very easy for introverts because we don't like to talk. Uh, For extroverts, we extroverts like to talk. 
and they tend to jump from probing questions, asking questions of the client to, hey, I'm just going to, you know, let me start presenting to you. And that's the biggest mistake new salespeople make is presenting too soon. They tend to, you know, newer salespeople want to get to the exciting part, which is the, let me tell you everything about our product before you're really aware of what is going to drive that customer's buying decisions. And that's where the probing questions come in. What I would encourage you to do at the beginning of your sales career or the beginning of your business is I would write out all the questions you can think of that you would ask the client. Sometimes you may want to create like a data sheet where you can kind of write those down and then you can write the client's answers to those. As you go along later in life, you'll you'll have your sales process memorized at that point, and you know you'll be just taking notes on how the client answered your questions. But it's extremely important, especially at the beginning, to have an organized set of questions, and you also have those kind of questions that you would use to clarify. So if a customer answers slightly different from what you were expecting. You want to ask a clarifying question to get them to, to kind of clarify where their situation is. So you're going to ask questions, you're going to ask questions, you're going to ask questions um, until you feel like you have a very clear-cut picture. Uh, one of the things, that are one of the expressions that I've always heard during my career is you have two ears and one mouth, use them such. So you need to listen to what the customer says ask those questions to the client, ask open-ended questions versus closed-end. What is an open-ended question? Well, you know, a lot of people will say, well, tell me, is, is it that you want this, or, you know, is it this the product that you want? Uh, yes. Okay, so that's all I get. The answer is either yes or no. But explain to me a little bit about what type of product you are looking for. That's an open-ended question. It's really more of a statement. You know, tell me what's a good or what would attract you to buying this invest or this product. That's when the client's going to add. They'll give you more information and they'll tell you what they're what's going to help make that buying decision for them. You want to avoid, or especially at the beginning of asking probing questions, they need to all be open-ended. Um, you know, when I think of like when I meet with somebody on a first financial planning appointment, you know, tell me about your previous experiences with investing. Um, tell me about your previous experience working with an investment advisor. Did you have a good experience, you know, with that advisor? That's when I'm going to use a closed-ended question. Uh, yes or no? Well, tell me about that experience. What What did you not like about that experience? Now they start going you know, back into an open-ended and they start to tell you why they like or they dislike. So building those probing questions is extraordinarily important. Next is speaking to the right person, qualification. You can waste more time in sales uh, trying to get past the gatekeeper. You know, if you're trying to cold call into a company and you keep getting the administrative assistant, uh, you're not going to, you're not speaking to that right person. Uh, I think of in the financial business when we are selling benefits, um, quite often the person who's in charge of human resources in a smaller company is not the person you want to talk to. Um, you want to talk to the owner of the company. Now, as the company gets bigger, that human resources person, that, that you know, director or vice president of human resources 
is going to be the key decision maker in a lot of cases, but in smaller companies. So if you sell into the, the small to mid market, it's most likely going to be the owner or somebody really, really close to the owner that's going to be making these decisions. And you need to get in front of them, not talk to the, you know, the HR person who will not or cannot make a decision. At that point, you can spin your wheels a ton. So it's very important as part of your qualifying questions to ask that person that you're meeting with, you know, are you the, the person that's going to make the final decision? And if, if not, then who, you know, who's the person that we need to speak with in the company, including you, um, that, you know, we can have all the, PA, all the players on the field at the same time. Next is don't sell, tell. Uh, story-based selling. And this we'll talk about at the end of this podcast, we'll talk about the structure of how to sell and, and how to tell stories. Um, I will tell you storytelling has made me more money than anything else in my career when it's come to sales. I have been through tons of training programs. I have been through you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of sales training over my career. And the most important thing that I learned in that whole time period was you have to tell a story. You have to explain to people what that story is. You have to explain to them why that you know, story pertains to them. I've always said that clients are natural voyeurs. Uh, they love to understand or they love to um, get, I guess the best way to explain it is they love to, uh, to kind of look in from the outside on other people's lives. They don't want to talk about themselves, but they want to talk about what other people are doing. And that's the most effective way to sell is to be able to talk about, okay, here's what, you know, here's what we do or you know here's what somebody else did let me tell you the story about them and almost always when i i have done that in my career and i will tell you most people will tell you uh when they do that they will be really 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 successful uh, with their clients they will find that people will be willing and open to open their eyes and open their minds to whatever you uh, whatever you talk about Finally, you know, the next step, so this will be step number six, is take their temperature or trial close. This is extremely, extremely important to, um, to a sales process. So you sit down with them, you have a conversation with them, you've asked probing questions, you have presented, you've told stories about some of your other clients, you've explained to them what you're selling, what, you know, what the benefits are for them based on the, the answers to the questions that they uh, answered in your probing questions. And then you want to do a trial close. And it can often be, you know, something very, very simple. Would you mind if I asked you a few more questions to help determine if this is the right product for you? That's a trial close. You want to get them to say yes. You want to get permission to move forward. And then once you have permission to move forward, you are able to get that goal or you're able to, you know, get the client to be on board. If the answer is no, then you obviously didn't do something well enough in the qualification side of it and the questioning. And you want to step back for a second 
and ask a few more questions to get yourself to move forward. And then ask without asking, assume the sale. Uh, this is one of the techniques that I learned early on. I'm not sure if I was ever trained to do this or I just kind of figured it out, but I just automatically assume as long as the client is coming along with me and asking or answering into the affirmative when I do trial closes throughout my presentation, you know, I often use when I'm presenting to people, you know, I'll, I'll give them a little bit of information and then I will ask the next, or I will ask a trial question. Does that make sense to you? I use that all the time. And anybody that's ever been in a sales presentation with me, I ask that all the time. I will just stop after I've presented something and say, hey, does that make sense to you? Do, do you see where I'm going with that? Those are trial closes. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to determine Okay, are they are they going along with me? Um, are they are they you know staying along with me? Have they said yes to all those trial questions? And then you get to the end, and you just automatically assume that the client is going to buy the product. And if they've given you a lot of affirmatives along this way, you know the next best or the next simple thing is to say. Well, okay, so the next, you know, now that you, now that we have a clear understanding of what, you know, what this is, um, you know, the next step in the process is to start the paperwork. You ready, you know, or start the paperwork, you know, let me get your social security number so we can get started. Or let me get a little bit of information from you so that we can get started with this. More times than not. If you don't, if you just do it that nonchalantly, people will just continue to move along with you. If you get all freaked out and get all nervous because you're asking for the sale, that's the biggest mistake you can ever ask. Just don't ask. Just immediately assume that you're going to move on. Now, if they don't want it, they're going to go, whoa, wait a minute, I've got to think about it, or I've got to talk with my wife about it, or my husband about it, or, you know, whatever, whatever that is okay, fine, you know, you can talk with your wife or whatever, or, you know, let me ask you, what is making you hold back right now? What, what questions do you still have for me? Answer those questions. Maybe they misunderstood something that you had said, and then trial close again. So, you know, now that I've answered those questions for you, do you think you're ready to move forward now? Yeah, let's go ahead and do the paperwork. So extremely, extremely important to just assume the sale in the end. That will help you to not get all freaked out and, you know, worry about some crazy question that you may have to ask the client. So that's the seven steps of Matthew Pollard's Introvert's Edge selling process. Um, highly recommend, like I said, read the book. It is fantastic, and it really helps you to understand how to um, – sell to a client. And it, once again, you need to internalize that process and follow that process every single time. So let's talk a little bit now of the ways that you can tell stories. And the person who taught me to sell stories or to tell stories and how to tell them more than anybody else that I've ever learned from is Russell Brunson, the founder of ClickFunnels. Uh, Russell is one of those guys that has the ability, he was, he was the nerdy kid when he was 12 years old that was ordering um, all this junk mail and everything else so that he could see how people marketed their products and services and everything else. Uh, he used to get thousands of pieces of mail every day and, and literally he would sit and absorb that. And he's been a student of marketing his entire life. 
um, the most marketing oriented person I've ever known. But Mar but but uh, Russell, um, more than anything, has done a study of of how to tell stories and the structure of stories. You know, a lot of people will tell you, well, tell stories when you're trying to sell, but Russell really broke that down. And so one of the things that I learned from Russell is called the Heroes Two Journeys. Uh, what the Heroes Two Journeys, or what's called the Epiphany Bridge script in, in Russell's world, is that there's several stages. And when you tell stories, the stages that you would use to tell stories in marketing or any place are the same way that stories are told when it comes to uh, movies, um, literature, plays, anything like that. Anybody that tells a story, they always use this same format. And it's been used in Hollywood for years. So if it's been used for years and people make millions of dollars using it, why would you not use it in your own smaller business? Okay. So when it comes to the, the what's called the Epiphany Bridge script um, or the Heroes Two Journeys, what you're doing is you're starting off by telling a backstory. You're starting off by telling, you know, what gives you a vested interest in this journey that you're helping somebody else go on. What's the end desire or result? That's kind of the second piece of it. So you need to be able to tell a backstory of why you, you know, were able to, or why, you know, what caused you to go on this journey to begin with, and then the desire or the result that you want to get. Um, and it's and it's two types of desires there. It's the external desires, the the thing that's the most obvious. You know, I'm trying to achieve this goal. But then there's the internal desires. And what's the internal desires? The internal desires is really what happens beneath the surface. And it's really more about you and how you change internally. And then last, you talk a little bit about what, you know, what other people have used or the old vehicles that were out there for this. Uh, you kind of blow apart what has existed up to this time, why people have not been successful. I would say diets are a great example if you're telling a story. You know, I have been overweight most of my life. I've tried tons of different diets, and I just got, at one point in time, I got sick of being sick and decided that I wanted to change. So I started looking at ways to lose weight and came across ketosis. And what ketosis is, it's kind of like turning your, your machine and your body on um, by a specific way of eating that causes your metabolism to really speed up and it causes you to lose weight and doesn't cause you to feel hungry and binge and everything else. So that's telling a story. It's telling about an external desire. You know, my internal desire might be that I am trying, you know, I want to lose weight because I want to feel better about myself or I want to feel sexy for my spouse or whatever it is. Then the journey. So that's the next step. So we have the backstory. You tell that story and you tell how you ran into a wall and then you talked about the journey. So what is the journey? That's the next phase. What was the call or the reason that made you start that journey? Why did you decide, okay, I, I'm sick of being sick. And I want to move on. Why did you do that? What was your calling? And then 
who or what was the villain? Now think of it, you know, we, we think of Star Wars, okay? What was the journey? Well, you know, Luke originally had to leave his planet and go someplace to save Princess Leia and the, you know, the rebels. And who's the villain that was in, in the middle of all that? Well, it's Darth Vader. And initially, we don't know who Darth Vader really is. We just know he's the bad guy. But as we go on later and later and later, we learn that he's actually Luke's father and how did that all happen? And, you know, as we go back and back and back into the backstories, you learn how he became who he was. And then when you're talking about this journey, you need to talk about what will happen if you don't have success. You know, so when you're talking to somebody and you're, you're telling a story, you have to talk about what would happen if you don't have success with this. So then at this point, you present the new opportunity. When you're talking about your new opportunity, you want to talk about the epiphany. So what is the epiphany? The epiphany is that thing that was the aha moment in your own life that made you go, well, this is why I wanted to sell this product, or this is why I thought this was the best thing to be involved in. And who was your guide for that? Uh, when we, you know, we go back to our story again, who is, you know, who is Luke's guide? Well, it's Yoda. You know, he learned from Yoda. He, he learned from an initial guide, Obi-Wan, and then later he learned from Yoda. And that's where he really truly learned to become a Jedi. He, he reached a, a, a point of epiphany, but he ran into a wall first. Uh, he, you know, he was too busy or he was too old, they thought, for him to be successful as a Jedi. But spending time with Yoda and then going on and kind of learning it his way and then coming back and learning to become a Jedi, that was his epiphany and that new opportunity. So it's very much the same when you're selling a product. Um, you might talk about, you know, how you came across this product, how someone helped you to understand this better. Um, you had that kind of aha moment of why this is much better for your clients than anything else that you've had before. And then you present that new opportunity to them. Then it comes down to the framework. This is that point where you're teaching people a framework. So, you know, for anybody that's selling a service, all of us that are experts in an area, all of us that are experts in something, whether it is financial services, whether it's mortgage, whether it is underwater basket weaving, each of us has a framework and there's a step by step process that helps us to achieve whatever it is that we're trying to do. So that is very much the framework that we teach to people when it comes to our products or services. But we're only teaching them the framework. We're teaching them the top level piece of that. We're not giving them the details. Um, especially when you're selling services. This is where people get really in trouble when they're trying to sell consulting services or advertising services. They want to, they know all this cool stuff and they want to geek out on it with somebody that is, you know, at least somewhat interested in it. But the problem that they run into is that if you give too much information and you teach people too much, then they're just going to go, oh, okay, well, that's enough for me to hopefully move on a little bit and I'm not going to buy anything from you. So what you want to teach is strategy. You want to teach them the framework and the strategy of that framework. This is the situation where you would use this specific framework. And this, the framework is, you know, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. 
I'm not giving you the details of how you do step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. The only way that you're going to be successful doing that, or the only way you're going to get that information is if you purchase my product or service. And then what's the result that you've helped someone achieve? So when you're talking about that framework, you want to talk about people who have had success with this framework. This is just absolutely critical because people want to know that other people have been successful. Sometimes it was your own success that you want to tell the story of. You know, I went on this journey and I was able to be successful using this process. So now I wanted to share this process with other people. And then the last piece of everything is what's the achievement or transformation that happens? And, and that is two distinct things. What is the achievement, which is the external desire or goal? So what's that really, you know, surface level desire that you achieved? If you, you know, if you started along the path with me and you follow this process and this framework, here's the end result that you would receive. You will be 10xing your business results as a result of that. But then you want to talk about the internal desire of what's that transformation. You know, for the first time in my life, after I used this process to be successful and I made my first million dollars, for the first time in my life, I felt successful. For the first time, I felt like I was actually in control of my life. It's not an external thing at all. That's all internal. So that's the Epiphany Bridge script. That is the, the what's called the Heroes to Journeys. Um, and that's really the elements of storytelling. It's, it's those pieces that you follow along. So how do you lead into telling a story? You know, I'm in the middle of, you know, a, a sales presentation. It's pretty easy. You know, I can tell a story while I'm in that sales presentation. But how do I get there? Um, especially in today's incredibly busy world, you know, you've got marketing hitting you, a bazillion messages, you've got, you've got social media, there's tons of messages, and you're out there, and you're just a little bit of the noise in a big, gigantic pool of noise that's out there. Well, it's a very simple process that you follow when you're trying to quickly catch somebody's interest, provide them with a story, and then present them with an offer. So this is something also I learned from Russell um, was the concept of the hook story offer. So this is the format that you use anytime that you're trying to get somebody's attention and get them to move towards some direction uh, that you're trying to get them to go to. So the hook, what is the hook? Um, the hook in the form of marketing and social media is either a headline uh, in the case of Instagram, it might be an intriguing picture that stops somebody. And, and all you want to think about when it comes to a hook is something that will stop people in their tracks for just a second. You may only have just a second and make them go, hmm, I wonder what that's about. This is something that there have been people that have made fortunes doing this in the direct marketing business. Uh, one that catches me all, all, all the time is, um, and I'm sure you've seen these on social media, you'll see some star from the 80s, and there's always these little things down below, you know, where are the stars from the 80s right now? And there'll be one intriguing person that you're like, I wonder where they're at now. And you click on that, and it takes you into a series of pictures 
Well, all it is is it's a, a hook that's used to get you through a path of looking at a bunch of ads and getting you to click on some of those ads. Uh, that's what uh, that's what they're doing. This this is what's called clickbait, um, and they're trying to bait you in so that you will stay in there. And I can't tell you how many times that I've gotten caught in that trap because I'm like, well, I want to know what happened to that one person, and I just keep clicking, and it's showing me a whole bunch of people I don't care about. And sometimes you get to the end, and they never did show you the person that they have the picture of. But that's the type of thing. That's an effective hook. And always, I kind of save those type of things in my swipe files because if it caught me, and I know marketing, and I've done marketing for over 30 years, if, if it caught me, it's going to keep catch other people. So this is something that you have to work on. You have to work on your hooks. You have to do A-B testing, which A-B testing basically is you might use two different versions of a picture, um, a headline, anything like that. Um, and software you can use to do that, um, ClickFunnels is, is an example, but a lot of the other uh, landing page or softwares uh, allow you to do those kind of two different version A-B tests. Then you tell a story. So once again, you've caught their attention. Um, people have the attention span of a guppy today, so it's about three to six seconds at the most that you're going to get their attention. So you have to, when you hook them, then you've got to do something to capture their interest immediately. So that's where an effective story that follows that, you know, that Heroes to Journeys or Epiphany Bridge story, that's where it helps you to get the client down the road, get them listening. And this can be done through video. You on there telling a story to them about how you, you know, you were in this position and you learned this format from somebody else. You adapted that format to yourself, and now you're teaching that to them, and here's the end result that they're going to get. And last but not least, at the end of that, you're going to make an offer to them. You're going to make them that offer of, well, here, you know, if you want this, here's my program. Here's my, um, here's my ebook that I'm offering. Here's my course that I'm offering. Whatever that is, that's the process. So a hook, you tell a story and then you make an offer to the client. Now, the last piece of the pie, and the last thing I want to teach you today is what is called the, um, the way to sell frameworks. So remember, we talked about that framework. We talked about how to get somebody, you know, get somebody to understand that you have a framework, and I want to teach you how to teach that framework to somebody. And so it's really a four-step process. And in the sales situation where you're trying to get somebody to buy something from you, you're going to leave out one of these steps. So when you're teaching frameworks, first thing you do is you teach them how to learn or earn, or how you learned or earned that process. So think back today, and you might want to rewind this and listen to this from the beginning. And there was two really specific, actually three really specific sections of this podcast where the first one I talked about my friend Matthew Pollard. First, I told the story about how I got into sales and how I learned and was trained in sales. And then how I learned from my friend Matthew Pollard, um, his process, his seven-step process. 
Then what did I do? I walked you through the strategy. Here's the steps that Matthew uses or Matthew laid out of the process of selling. Here's the five step or here's the seven steps that you do. Nowhere in there in any way, shape or form did I explain to you how to build trust, how to stick with an agenda, how to ask probing questions. I probably gave you a little bit more there than I did anyplace else. Um, but I told you the, the strategy. So you teach how you learned or earned, then you teach the strategy. Then if you're actually teaching, so if you're actually in, you know, you've got somebody to buy your program and now they're learning from you and they've paid money to sit down and listen to you and learn from you, then you're going to teach the tactics. So if I were to teach you Matthew's seven-step sales process, then I would break that down. There would probably be seven sections of the course, and I would break that down, and I would teach you how I build trust, how I create an agenda in my mind, how I ask probing questions where I, you know, here's the questions I would normally ask. Here's how the strategy and the format is that you would use for those questions. How to get past the, you know, when, when I'm trying to qualify that client, how would I ask the right questions to determine who the decision maker is? How do I get past the, uh, the gatekeepers? All those things. So you can see how you do all that. And then last but not least, so remember, we tell a story of how we've learned or earned it. We've taught about strategy, how you do this. We've taught about tactics. If we're teaching somebody, if they've paid to buy whatever I'm selling and they, they've paid for my course, now I'm going to teach you the tactics. The last but not least is we need to show them success. So we either, we either need to show success stories of our own clients or ourselves. Uh, some cases, that success story may be you succeeding, and this is what happened to me once I succeeded. When you're selling, so when you're trying to market to someone, you're doing a webinar, you're doing an in-person seminar, um, or you're doing a keynote speech, the one section that you leave out, the one section that will cause you not to sell anything is giving them the tactics. So you're giving them all the tools that they need to do what they're doing. You leave out the tactics and you provide the strategy. So you tell them how you learned or earned it. You tell them the strategy. So you give them your whole framework, the top part of the framework. You skip the strategy. We don't want them to, we don't want them to know all the little steps that it takes in between there. And then we lay out, you know, we give examples of people who have had success, whether that's us or it's somebody else. So that's the process. And I will tell you that framework process, um, it, I've used it now multitudes of times. I go back now and I read Russell Brunson's books and uh, he has used that format for years in all of his books. So if you look at his books, it starts with him telling a story in every chapter, every secret he teaches starts with a, a, a story, then it goes to a strategy of why he started doing something, then he shows you how he started doing it, and then last but not least, he tells you, you know, people or himself that have had success doing that. So those are the, the steps of how to sell anything to anybody. Um, I encourage you, uh, the two books that I would highly recommend 
that tell you how to do this. Um, first is introverts end to sales by Matthew Pollard. I've got a link down in the show notes page. Go in there, um, order that book. I think it takes you to Amazon uh, to order it. And then Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson is the other book I recommend. There's a link to get a free copy. All you have to do is pay Russell $7.95 for uh, shipping and handling, and you'll get the book for free. There might be an offer, an upsell offer that you have with Russell that offers you the ability to get all three of his books, the actually technically four of his books, uh, .com Secrets, which is the first book that teaches you more of the mechanics of funnels, um, Expert Secrets, it teaches you how to now become an expert and show your expertise. And then last but not least is Traffic Secrets. Traffic Secrets is how do you drive now, now that you've created a sales system and you've created expertise, how do you drive people into your sales system at that point so that they can convert? Um, in addition to that, there is also a, a workbook connecting the secrets that comes with the box set. So I would encourage you, if you have the offer, you're, it's going to be the cheapest that you're ever going to find. If he makes an offer to you to buy the whole set, it is well worth it. And it's way less than if you tried to buy all the books yourself. Um, but it's, it, it's great tools. Uh, it's tools that I use in all of my businesses. And these are books that I literally, I've got both editions, the, the first editions and the second editions. And these are books that I reread constantly. Um, when I finish one of them, a lot of times that prompts me to go back and read one of the others because I'm working on something specifically. Uh, they're broken into separate little sections and, and secrets. So you don't have to, after you've read the whole thing, you can go back specifically to what you're trying to do. So I hope this is helpful for you today. Um, once again, don't look at sales as some kind of you know, scary thing. Uh, don't look at it as some kind of sleazy thing. It's not by any way, shape, or form. It is a proud profession. Um, it is a it is something that helps people to get where, what they need and it helps people to succeed or whatever it takes. You know, whatever you're selling, it's going to help them get to whatever that desire or goal is. And if you don't help them get there, somebody else will or they're going to stumble and bumble around and try and find some other solution and probably make more of an expensive mistake. I, I see this all the time in the solar business, which is one of my other businesses. Um, I've had so many people that I've talked to over the last four months that I've been running the solar company who have come to me and said, well, okay, so I, I bought this solar system. I either bought the panels myself and then I hired somebody to you know to put the system up on the roof you know so i'd save some money and then now the system's not working and that guy who put them up is no longer in business and i need somebody to come and fix it and you know the answer in a lot of cases is there is no fixing uh, the money that you've wasted on that system is is really kind of wasted at that point because you either bought cheap panels that don't work right or whoever installed it did it incorrectly. And the problem is trying to get somebody else to come out and fix that problem is very difficult. Um, so, you know, these are the type of things, if you were not the person who helped that person go with a good company, somebody else is going to, and that may or may not be a good thing. So 
thank you very much for listening. Um, any wherever you're listening to this at, there is a subscription button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We are producing three to four shows a week right now. Normally, we produce on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So make sure that you uh, get these and you know lock it or lock down that subscription page. Also, if you've got questions, you've got comments. Love those. Please share those in wherever you can add comments, wherever you're listening to this. And I will answer those as soon as I get them. Um, I love if people ask me questions about something that, you know, they're, they have questions on. I like to use those questions to, to do other shows down the road. So I hope this was all helpful for you today. You guys get out there, get your freedom, get your freedom day, and we will see you back here next Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.